0: So good morning, folks. That signal, those phone number tappings. <laughs> the phone, phone, number, phone tappings. number tappings. What kind of phone are you using? <laughs> do, 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 do. That means it's time for Straight Talks, folks. It's a chance for you to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith. 877 7950122. 877 7950122 is the call the number to call if you have any questions for us. We or need you... to make
1: that a jingle. Eight seven seven
0: seven nine five 795 one, two, 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 two. Two. <laughs> right, we'll work on People it. Work we'll work on, it, on it. it. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So this morning, it's a reversal, Dr. Bergwald.
2: Yes. yes, I get to just saunter in. Saunter
0: you know. in and sit down. Oh, is that how I saunter? Huge. I yes, do not like saunter. I wish,
2: I wish there was video for this. You could see how I imitate Mrs. No, you no, you don't.
0: No, you don't. <laughs> but Dr. Bergwald, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and why you're our straight talk um, question answerer that's the official title. <laughs> straight talk, question, can answer. Can we get a business card with <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll the put straight talk, of official answerer? <laughs>
2: question, answerer. Uh, Chris Bergwald. So um, I've been with the Diocese of Sioux Falls since 2002, Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization. I have a doctorate in theology, not medicine,
0: so, Not to be medicine. clear,
2: the questions I... Well, I have five kids, so I can answer some.
0: I feel yeah. like you could some, do a lot. Some,
2: I could do some So, things. can we
0: call you a theologian, then?
2: Yes, you can. <gasps>
0: That sounds so cool. Yes, yeah. yes. Theologian so, Dr. Chris Bergwald yes. with us this morning. That's
2: that's that's right. You could renowned that. theologian. That, I don't know, but let's not go that far.
0: Men, so that's why What is he renowned for is the question.
2: That's a good question. <laughs> uh, my well my, my dissertation was on concupiscence, the desire that we have to sin. So I'm an expert on sin.
1: Classic.
2: As, <laughs> as, I, as I sit back as he sits arm, back and no, we all oh. have that desire to sin, and that's that's what I wrote my dissertation on. How
1: long was your dissertation?
2: Uh, only about one hundred and fifty pages. Only, not, not super, bad,
1: not, not bad, super. good. Yeah. Night. How long did it take you? Uh,
2: too long. Too long. Uh, well, th- th- shorter than some, I guess, but it's that's a process. Shorter than
1: some, longer than most. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know about longer than most even. No, I'm, um, I'm messing with you. Two thousand what? Uh, three years.
0: Three years. Three years.
2: Yep. Um, and can
0: we go out and find it? Nope. It's not published?
2: Uh, it's published. If you want to buy a copy, uh, I have them for $5. If you would like in, to buy in a in copy. In the truck of my car. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Folks. No, I did have well. a few copies. I did, you have to print like 50 of them and send some of them to your university. I studied in Rome. Oh, I think okay. I yeah. knows that. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah, I knew yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I studied in Rome, so I had to ship my dissertation to Rome. Tried Very to get it cool. printed while I was there, but that didn't work out because Rome isn't known for efficiency. King that's has got to be exactly brilliant those. postage. Huh? Well, folks. Uh, <laughs> a, little <laughs> bit, a little bit. <laughs> well, folks. So that's why I'm here on Straight Talk, because I'm a theologian. You're a not theologian. A medical doctor.
0: I love it. So if you want to ask a question <clears throat> of our theologian this morning, the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. We're I, on
1: Facebook? Real yep, On the Real Presence? We're not... We're out on Facebook.
0: Real Presence Radio.
1: Real Presence Radio, the page.
0: The page. You can just send them a message. Yeah, you can send a message. message. You can post something. People
2: figured out somehow, I don't know, because we get the questions.
0: We do. We get quite a few questions from Facebook. And then, you know, and if you wanted to call in but not be on the radio, you can do that too. Our our receptionist will just take your question and then we'll get it launched over here on our fancy computers. And there we go. Mm -hmm. And I always like to tell folks. No question is too simple. Mm. Because there are sometimes a lot of basic <coughs> questions that people want to ask, but they feel silly. And so no question is too silly. Give us a call, 877 795 or you can submit any questions on Facebook. Now, I think Emily Liedem and I could keep Dr. Bergwald hopping by I'm resisting the temptation. Is... Can you tell? Well, what you, What is on your mind, Emily? All
1: right, I've got a couple of questions. <laughs> go. Okay, so... I wasn't expecting this, but go. Okay, while, while people are calling in, while people are submitting your messages, and we're checking all of those lines, um, Pope Francis has been talking a lot about global warming. Yes. And I would like to just kind of get a, your perspective on that. I think that for some Catholics, there's a bit of a um, not even confusion, but um yeah, just just kind of feeling like okay this is yes, this is an important topic, but also this, this, and this, yep. and this, and this, mm-hmm. and this. Yep. Um, just in a pa this is maybe not so much a theological question, but even a pastoral question. Yep. How how can we as Catholics really engage in what the Holy Father is talking about um while at the same time not kind of becoming frustrated or feeling like but he's not talking about maybe some of the other things yep. that that I or you or whomever would like to hear yep.
2: about. So, uh several things. How long is this segment? Two hours? Two what? hours. Okay, yeah. good. So we'll use it all to <laughs> <laughs> Um Several things actually are tied up with the question, Emily. First of all, Pope Francis, from very early on in his pontificate, he feels called to address a number of moral issues of our day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, certainly, like when it comes to life issues, he's very clearly, very emphatically pro life. Yes. He very yeah. clearly, very emphatically has condemned um abortion for for the horrible thing that it is. And yet he's also said that I'm going to talk about other things mm-hmm. than abortion. And now there are some people who who um are frustrated by that because is it abortion the most serious moral issue of our time and to that, i would probably i personally would say i do think it is the most serious moral question of the time but with the holy father i would probably agree that it's not the only moral issue of our time so i think and there are a lot of people who are including the holy father who are talking about the life issues so one frustration that i hear is he seems to be isn't he majoring in the minors like isn't Global warming presuming the validity of it and everything um, isn't is not his um, is it talking about global warming like like again majoring in the minors when we have the life issues and I think I, I, again, I'd say probably what I just did. He's very clear about what he believes and what the church teaches, which are the same thing. Um, abortion is, is a horrible thing to both the mother and, of course, the child. Uh, but also that he's going to talk about other moral issues of the day, as, as, as I think he should. Yeah. So I think it's easy. At, so that's kind of maybe the first thing. I think it's easy for us to, forget that while abortion is probably the most egregious moral issue of our time, there are others that we need to be aware of Mm -hmm. because we all, you know, so like I'm, I'm, I'm pro-life, but I'm Mm -hmm. not out at Planned Parenthood clinic in Sioux Falls every week with our, with our, or every month with our Bishop praying, but I support that. But I realize there are other moral issues that we need to be addressing. Secondly, I think uh, the other thing that occurred to me, global warming, um, is not a matter of faith and morals. So this is where some of the frustration comes is some people feel like the science isn't settled. And that's where you get into, okay, let's let scientists resolve that, but is the church speaking, is the Holy Father speaking prematurely on the issue? The reason it's coming up right now, by the way, there's the Synod on the Amazon, uh, which is about to begin in Rome because of all the pastoral moral issues um, affecting the Amazon, including um apparently the 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 shrinking the, the deforestation in the amazon and is that related to global warming so that's why the holy father is talking about it lately mm. do i have to accept everything the holy father says about global warming like bottom line this for me bergwald um no but you, we, because it's not a matter of faith and morals but if he is our spiritual father we should we should respect him and and listen to him prudently even if the end if even if in the end um, you know, a lot of people uh, who seem to know the science um, question sort of, okay, is global warming, what exactly is going on, how bad is it, or, and or what's causing it, maybe not as clear as some people would think. I don't know. I'm not that kind of a doctor. But when it comes to the Holy Father speaking to it, I think we can, uh, in a respectful way, disagree. Mm. Does that make sense?
1: F- and yet maintain the Catholic social teaching of being good stewards of the <clears throat> earth. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yep, yep. All right, folks, if you want to join in on the conversation or have a different question you'd like to ask Dr. Bergwald, now is the time, 877 or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Again, the number is 877 I think I
2: just want to say to, to wrap up that question, what Emily said just before you shared the number, um, Heather. Yes, we have to, be, have to be good stewards i mean mm-hmm. even even say for the sake of argument that global warming wasn't the issue that some people think it is we're still called to be good stewards we're not called to dominate the earth we're called to have dominion but to to treat the earth as a gift, which is given to us but as a gift, not something to just completely exploit
0: mm-hmm. well and I always feel like you know we're such a huge family of of Catholics, not just Catholics on this earth, but I feel like God tends to put certain things on our hearts that we're more passionate about. Because if we we're all passionate about the same thing, then all these other things would be forgotten and yep. lost. Yep. And so I think that you know you have to honor that, and you have to really listen to what God is telling you. Because I'm really passionate about certain issues, but other issues, yes, I don't disagree with them, I don't ignore them, I still support them. Yep, but does that make sense? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, and again, I think, and that's how it should be. Without uh, forgetting that some issues are most serious, yeah, or more serious than others, and yet that doesn't mean that we're all called to be equally um, focused on them.
0: Right, right. All right, folks. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So, Dr. Bergwald, yes, ma'am. I have a really tough question for you. Are
3: we getting
0: <laughs> so, I have had the debate with uh, some folks on, you know, as we're talking about some major issues. Um, is it okay to just be a one-issue voter?
2: Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> Keep going. You have to explain that for the listener. Some listeners might not know what you're talking about.
0: Well, because I tend to look at um, anyone that would be pro-life, and because I think there's no other issue as large as that issue when it comes to electing an official. Mm -hmm. Um, When the problem of other things become as big as abortion, when other issues become as big as abortion, then i will consider voting for somebody else but until then i'm a pro-life voter thoughts on that
2: so um usually this is brought up in the context of the life issues particularly of abortion um and okay i'll tell you my personal like uh yeah very personal so the issue is the church doesn't specifically answer your question heather the church doesn't specifically say can you be a one issue voter or not so you, we have to like connect some dots here in what the church does teach the church does teach as, as I was saying just a moment ago in response to Emily 's question, um, that there are some moral issues that are more serious than other like if I like just like poke you in the arm like that's that's a violation of, of your bodily integrity um, if I, if I punch you in the face that's a more serious um, a violation wah, wah, of your bodily wah, wah. integrity, right? So one so is worse than the other. Some things are worse than the other. Just trying to make a silly example sure. to make that, that probably obvious point. Um, so some moral issues are more serious to, to the point where they would trump no pun intended, other issues. Um, for, I, I think for me like if, if I have two candidates let, let's use another example uh, let's, let's say I have Two candidates, and one of them uh, is an outright sexist. He thinks that women should not have equal rights as men, and da 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 da. But I love all his other policies. Right. Would I vote? Could I vote for him? No, you would say? Well, it depends who he's running against. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was that's say. probably
2: true, <laughs> but uh, th- that's where you have to take their stance into account. I mean, what what are they running against? How serious is the more error? So it usually comes up in the context of abortion. Mm -hmm. So if you have a a pro-life candidate running against a pro-abortion candidate, can I vote for the pro-abortion candidate? And my personal theological opinion, I don't know, unless the pro-life candidate was uh, was like a racist and a sexist and all the other ists, like, we don't know. We don't know.
0: (laughs) So that was a... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a real clear answer, Dr. Bergwald. Well, because- and I think the church doesn't <laughs> offer one, so I
1: actually, beautiful. I mean, beautiful job. It's a, it's yeah. such a nuanced yeah. thing. It's, it's such hard. a nuanced thing.
0: It's hard. Yeah, it is. it it's hard. is. It's hard. Alright, folks, we do have someone on the line if you'd like to join in on the conversation or if you want to change the subject, you can do that too. Give us a call, 877 795 or you can submit any questions on Facebook. So we're going to the phone line. Stefan is on in Minnesota. Stefan, are you with us.
2: Yes.
3: Hi Stefan. Hi. What's your I question? I was wondering I was wondering if you could explain papal infallibility to me.
2: Excellent. So thank you, Stephen, for asking a question that is much easier for me to answer than any of the two hosts'
3: questions today.
2: Uh, Yeah, let me give it a shot, and then um, you can let me know if you want me to clarify or elaborate on anything. Um, So papal infallibility, infallibility basically means that when it comes to matters of faith and morals, in certain circumstances, the Holy Father's teaching is without error. In other words, when he teaches something on a matter of faith, what we believe because it's been revealed to us by God, morals, what's right, what's wrong in human action, in circum- certain circumstances. So when he's really teaching as the successor of Peter, as the universal shepherd of the church, and he's intending to make clear this is a definitive teaching, kind of he has to say... Pretty much, like this is going to be a definitive statement on a matter of church teaching. Um, then he is infallible, which just means, Stefan, that there's no error in what he says. Um, so a couple things about infallibility isn't, and, and then we'll see how this sounds to you. It doesn't mean that a pope was without sin. That's one of the common misunderstandings. Are oh, you saying popes are perfect? No. No, we're not saying popes are perfect. They, they're, 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 they're sinners just like all of us except for Jesus and Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they commit sin. Um, it also doesn't mean that everything a pope says is is necessarily infallible. Again, it's only in certain conditions. We should always respect what the Holy Father says. Again, think of the, the, the language of your father. We should respect what he says, but that doesn't mean that he's always... Um, uh th- that we always regard it as infallible and then third it doesn't mean that it couldn't be put in a better way infallibility just means there's no error in what he says in those particular matters of faith and morals. The most recent example, Stephen, that I can think of where a pope spoke um, infallibly, like the, the two most common things that are offered was when Pius IX defined that Mary was conceived without sin in 1854, and then in 1950, about 100 years later, Pope Pius XII defined that Mary was assumed into heaven. Uh, so both of those are regarded by Catholics as infallible teachings, which just means that. What what those two popes said is without error. Uh, does that make sense, Stefan? Yeah, it does. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, our phone number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. If you want to join in on the questions or. Um, <laughs> any things that we might have touched on that you want more information on 8777950122 or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook so any other questions from you, Emily?
1: Yes, I do have a question. I um, he this looks is a, scared. No, this is a, this is one um, <laughs> that I think will be really helpful. Actually, uh, I was talking to a friend recently who um, was sharing that she had been listening to a Protestant podcast in which this woman was sharing uh, her son who was six, uh, coming into the body of Christ, uh, that he came to her after one of their church services and says, you know, mom, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a Christ follower. And so, uh, he, and she said, okay, today, do you want to do it here? And he said, no, I want to, I want to do it at home. And so she shared this beautiful story of going home with her six year old son and kind of walking through the gospels, walking through uh, a, a chapter in Romans. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That kind of thing, and for for my friend, it really stirred this question. That that sounds beautiful. Why don't we do that in the church? You know, in the, in, in for Catholics, we uh, we baptize in infancy. Can you share? Can talk a little bit about that.
2: So, why don't we do what in particular was it they were talking about? I think I know what you're saying. The heart right
1: of the right question here. is, why do we baptize in <clears throat> infancy? Okay. And uh, why do we not do uh, kind of a walking through the chapter a chapter in Romans in on our couch at home uh, as a as our profession of faith?
2: Right. So I would say it it um, we could and maybe maybe should do the latter uh, walking through. We totally could do that, should do that with our child who we baptized when we were a baby mm. so the reason we baptize children um is because we want to offer them this incredible gift that our father offers us he wants us to be his children um and he invites us into that relationship uh, before we're even able to make it just like so the three of us, obviously, like every other man, woman, and child on the earth today, um, are the daughter or son of our parents. Uh-huh. We didn't ask for the gift of life. It was given to us freely. Mm-hmm. So the gift of faith is given to us freely. What we choose to do with it, and this is where I think there would be value and merit in sort of a sit down on the couch and walking through. What we choose to do with, hopefully we embrace that gift when we come of age um, and we seek to grow in it, um, just as hopefully we embrace the gift of life that we've been given and grow in our life, grow, have a fruitful, abundant life. Similarly with the gift of faith. It's given to us when we're a child. I am baptized because... God wants me to become his child. But then what I do with that when I maybe it's second grade. So my youngest Mercedes, our youngest um, is a second grader. She's going to make her first reconciliation on November 16th. Mm. Who's counting? um, (laughs) And then her first communion next spring. So this is a point now at what the church calls the age of reason where she's beginning to make that choice for herself. And then most in our country, our diocese um, in so- Sioux Falls, but most of the diocese in the region, uh, junior high, high school, you're confirmed. And oftentimes at that point, well, confirmation is a, isn't about making that adult choice. It's good to do that at that point. So we do have these, these um, they are, they're not rites of passage, but they're opportunities for us when we receive the sacraments to make those decisions at that stage in life. So we don't withhold baptism because we want our child to have this gift, Mm -hmm. but we do. We should be encouraging them to to embrace that gift as they get as they mature does that mm-hmm. make sense yeah
3: beautiful okay. answer
2: thanks all
0: right well folks there is still time to call in 877 795 you can join us for straight talk it runs every morning monday through friday from 9 30 to 10 where you get an opportunity to call in with any questions that you might have so it looks like we have a listener question that has been submitted with 40 days for life beginning today how do we share the message that we are pro-life not anti-choice an abortion clinic post from Fargo calls the campaign forty days for life anti choice campaign on their facebook page
2: yeah so um, uh, okay to use the terminology that the other side likes to use abortion rights supporters have really they they they, they Oh, play with language really successfully. So they claim to be pro-choice now, and, and that we're anti-choice. Now, my my response to that is okay. Uh, choice about what? Um, we're, it's not about to me. It, I'm not anti-choice. I'm anti-abortion. I'm pro-life. Um, So I think we we, we should, you know, make, make be clear about that.
0: Well, and I'm going to interrupt you because it looks like we have a listener that doesn't have much time, but has a follow-up question on the pro-life issue. So we're going to go right to the listener on the phone. Are
3: you with us? Thank you so much. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm just really concerned because there's such a need to speak truth. Amen. And, there is no way to equate a pro-life candidate as an option to somebody who is extremely sexist or racist. You, life trumps everything, and we do need to be speaking the truth about these hard issues, because people don't want to hear that. We have a clear choice. We either support the culture of life, we support the culture of death and when we have an option, we have to. We are we are responsible before God for the vote we cast. These are the people we are putting into office. It's incredibly important. It's not something to laugh about. It's very, very serious. We are at a crisis point in this culture. Do we support amen. life? Yes, amen. Or, ma'am. Do we, we could support- not agree with
1: you more. Absolutely, and I think we're we're all sitting here nodding yeah. nodding over here, saying yes, absolutely. That's the life issue. I think is the critical issue of our day, and and yeah, we are right over here with you. So thanks so much for calling in. Yeah, you're you're preaching our gospel. We we completely agree.
3: The life okay, issue. Okay, it is, didn't is come important. off that way. It sounded like there was like a judgment call on this.
2: No. And yeah. When it,
3: we stand before God, there's not a judgment yes. call. Yes. Thanks. Thanks Is for calling back for clarification. Yeah. Or pull. Pro- pro-death
1: yes thank you so much for calling back for clarification on that because yes absolutely and and uh yeah chris is raising his hand over here saying (laughs) i totally understand how that could have come off and that's the challenge of of uh responding uh, live but yeah absolutely we could not agree with you more and the the church does offer such authority uh regarding the pro-life issue and and yeah we could not agree more so thanks for calling back for clarification you have an awesome day
2: And, yeah, I was trying to... Thank you very much. Yeah, so just following up with the answer. Heather Heather had asked about being a one-issue voter. And on the abortion issue, like I said, I think that that it is the case. So I totally agree with the caller.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's always a tough one. That's always a tough one, and it's uh, pretty black and white, really.
2: Uh, Well, I'd have a hard time imagining a a scenario in which it weren't. Right.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for that follow up phone call. Listen, we are doing a uh, straight talk right now and we're running out of time. And so we're going to get back to um, that 40 days for life being more of an. Uh...
2: Yeah. So th- th- they make it th- to say we're anti-choice. I'm, I'm not anti-choice. I'm pro-life. I, 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 do I think that there should be a right to choose abortion? No. Just lo- like I don't think there should be a right to do anything that that hurts another person. Right. Um, we shouldn't have the I, I shouldn't have the right to do physical harm or violence to anybody. Right. So does that make me anti-choice? In that sense, yes. Chris, yes.
1: can you talk a little bit about just just our persona, our um, attitude towards the conversation, right, and how that right. might—do uh, you know what I'm saying—that how so. that might adjust or or help convey what it really means to be pro-life and not anti-choice?
2: So or, I I or, uh, I think yeah. so I think uh, and and I think what we have to do is show how something like the, the choice for life. Is a choice for joy, for happiness. How do we come across? How do we come across when we're conveying the pro life message um is, is it are we communicating lives of abundance of joy of happiness that our message is a message of fulfillment of flourishing or are we dour I think what, what's going mm. to be attractive you know mm-hmm. if, like
1: a bridge or an obstacle yeah you mean? yeah like, yeah yeah we, yeah. Uh...
2: yeah so so like if if i if i if I see the truth okay say Francis de Sales said that that honey attracts more flies than vinegar mm-hmm. so if I have a truth that I want you to know and i communicate it in a way that repels you have i succeeded no but i preached the truth but But, were you heard but i did it in a way that pushed you further away from the truth yeah as opposed to did i preach did i did i did i proclaim the truth in a way that was winsome and attractive to you i think the way it's not just em- enough to say the truth it's how we say the truth do we say it in a way that's attractive and winsome bishop Barron uses that word all the time winsome and i love it or do we say it in a way that's dour and frankly turns people off mm. if we want to be effective if we want to be fruitful we have to not only proclaim the truth but do so in a way where it's most likely to be heard I can't always control that. I mean, look at what happened to Jesus, right? Uh-huh. But 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 do I do everything I can so that they hear what I say? Does
0: and that's that a really tough t- that's a really tough thing when you're talking about such a horrible topic as abortion. Right. Amen. It's it's really hard to get there and I think we all just have to keep praying about it. Yep.
1: Many 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 women I think choose abortion out of fear. And I think if we can start to combat the fear, yeah. we can start to combat Amen. the enemy. Amen. You know, fear Amen. fear
0: is the enemy's playground. Absolutely. He's good at that, isn't mm. he? What Doggone it. What a punk. What a punk. All right, folks. Well, we're all, we're done with straight talk. Done Dr. with straight Bird talk. It. You made it. You made it. That was a tough straight talk, but you know. It was a fun a- straight talk. It was a fun straight talk. Thanks to all who called in with your questions. Reminder, we do this every Monday through Friday at 930.